0: Congratulations! It's the Breakfast Club 10-year anniversary. 10 years. 10 years of the Breakfast Club. Of doing your thing. Doing what you do doing. And being honest with
1: you. done had a job for 10 years. Everything's Gucci over there. Wow! 10
2: years! Shout out to the best doing it, man.
1: Hold up,
3: hold up,
4: hold up. Damn. Y'all getting
0: old. Y'all been holding it down for 10 whoa, years. Whoa, whoa, whoa. DJ Envy. Angela Yee and Charlemagne the God.
5: Man, y'all been together longer than some people have been married. I'm proud of y'all.
0: The voice of the culture. Peace, love, and uh, let's go to 20 years. Congratulations. I'm telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm telling. I'm calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Jeff from Brooklyn.
1: What's up, bro? Get it off your chest.
6: Yo, I'm blessed, black, and highly favor. And I'll tell you right now, for me to get onto this line, it's been about a year already, because I called about the same thing. And um, I'm about to be 27 tomorrow. OK, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Yeah, man, um, <laughs> I, I'm just saying right now, 10 years, in a in 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 uh, radio show, I mean, the radio show. You know what I mean? It's just so. Uh, it's a blessing, man. And I'll tell you right now, I salute y'all so much because y'all did so much for me. Um, these past few months, even be battling mental health and all, and um, I I have just been in a deep dog place. And just listening to y'all, Envy, Yee, Charlemagne, y'all helped so much for me, and I can't thank y'all so much, man. Well, and if you listen to God every
7: single day. I appreciate you. You're
6: on.
7: I want you to get out that deep, dark place, though. I'm glad that you're out
6: of it. What helped you get out of it? Would yeah. you do some therapy? What'd you do? Yeah, I've seen some therapy and all, and, you know, I also meditate as well. Same. I see what you do sometimes. Like, you go to, like, your, your own personal tree and all. That's right. And you just meditate, and you just get, like, a lot of things out your way and just be so, like, to, your, like, to yourself and just... Get these demons out of you, and I walk on a boardwalk. Cause I'm three buildings up this boardwalk, and um, I just walk. I clear my mind, and I'm just happy that I, I, I'm just in the right place for being for my sons and for my wife. I'm glad to hear that, my brother. I got and therapy. I, I got therapy. <laughs> and Friday. I want to get one more thing out the way um, for like one of your best moments on the Breakfast Club. I've been listening to, y- listen to y'all for so long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I had to choose one of our best moments, it's hard to say. It's with the Floyd Mayweather reading with Charlamagne. Right, we not gonna I go did, there, I I going to go there, man. you not man. I didn't like that moment. <laughs> we
7: ain't to hang up on him. We ain't going to th- go there. That's one of those moments that I look back on and I I, I cringe like, uh, I ain't had to do that to Floyd Mayweather. You know what I mean? Regardless of how people f- feel about Floyd, because, you know, after that happened, it was a lot of people trying to justify to me why it was fine. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. no. Just because, foul. you know, you don't like a person doesn't mean that it was the correct thing to do. That wasn't right. No, I didn't like that.
8: Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Shell, man. I, I called a, lo- a long time ago. I told Charlamagne he don't like the tootsie slide and all that, because the toes and all that. But I um, don't like the tootsie my slide. Adrenaline, my villain in Russian, but um, yo, I'm, from, I'm originally from Harlem, and I moved down to North Carolina like a year and a half ago. You know, I got a little storefront with my girl. We be selling fr- used furniture and appliances. So like to do that, that's a, from around the way. We asked yeah, him to come help us move things, like move um, beds or washing machines. Then we called him on camera. He broke into our spot, broke the glass with a brick, big ass brick. Yeah. Like, a couple of days ago, somebody stole a, the trailer that we use to do deliveries right from in front of the house. That like, sucks. Yo, this like is real out here, man. Like, in police, we, we call police. We got everything on camera. And police ain't doing nothing. Mecklenburg County police is not doing anything. They, they ain't. The dudes are still walking out outside. Like, this is... Police don't... They don't care about us, man. We young black. They just trying to clean up clean up the areas. I don't know. My am drawing I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> no, no, so it's good. all good. I moms, mean, that's, brother, it, that's what this segment is for. It's called Absolutely. Get It Off Your Chest. You get the vent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, man God bless y'all. You no know, Respect to y'all anniversary and all that, but um, man, I'm still working. I'm going to work right now to do the supply sprinklers. I use my money to go buy things so we can sell in the store. I don't even use my money for nothing else. Like, dude's robbing us. Like, Did you get any PPP? Nah, man. We young. We black. We, we ain't we ain't making no money
1: over there. <laughs> Damn. Well I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry for that, brother. But that's the game yeah, yeah, though. Man. That's that's the game right, though. Man. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna have
7: setbacks. It's gonna be obstacles, it's gonna be hurdles, but you gotta keep it moving. Yeah,
8: yeah, definitely. We ain't got no choice, man. We can I ain't going back to <laughs> back
7: to where I came from, I know that. Exactly, and, 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 and you know damn well that back in the day, if you was in the streets and you took a loss, ain't nothing you could do but take that L and keep it moving, so you gotta treat the the, the, the corporate world the same way. Absolutely.
1: Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah.
0: Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man
1: or black, with your chest. we want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club.
5: So if you got something on your mind, let it
1: out. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Nick. Nick, what up, man? Get it off your chest. Nick on the. D- you like reindeer in yeah. here? Elf on the shelf.
2: <laughs> Charlamagne man, the God, What's up, man? Peace, I'm King. From South Carolina too, man. Okay, what part? Aiken. Aiken, what's happening, Aiken? Nothing much, man. I'm staying up here in Columbia. Uh, uh I'm sorry. I'm staying up here in Lexington, Kentucky right now. Okay. Yeah, I was I was trying to get some advice, man. Uh, because like i have I been staying up here since I came home from prison. I was locked up for selling drugs, but I. I, I wanted to change my life around, but I stayed. Up, I came up here. Uh, the person that I came up here was family, but me and the person don't talk no more. So it's like I want to go back home, but Aiken, South Carolina, ain't the place to be. Like especially trying to get a good job. Like anyway, but it's also hard for me up here because I ain't got no financial support. Nobody
7: to help me out in no kind of way. Well, it sounds to me like, you know, you already know you needed a change of environment. So if you know, if you know uh, you don't need to be in Aiken, you can scratch that off the list. That's not, that's not a, that's, that's not a thing, right? Yes, sir. So you just got to stay where you at and figure it out. Make it
2: work. What is it, what is it that you want to do? I, I, like, I've been, I've been working since I've been up here. Uh, I'm working for the shrimp service right now, but uh, I could get, I'm, I'm going to be hired on soon. But... Uh, it's it's hard because like I had roach all back uh, a little while ago because like my windshield done got broke. Uh, it's like other things that I've been having to deal with uh, doing during this pandemic that's going on. But it's like I said, it's just uh, hard not having nobody there in your corner for you. Well, listen, you're gonna be fine,
7: my brother. It just takes patience. All right. Yes, sir.
2: Just all right, patience, keep pushing brother. on, brother.
8: Just keep pushing.
2: All right, thank y'all. Y'all have a good day. You too. Hello, who's this?
8: What's up, y'all? This is James from Indianapolis. What up, James? Get it off your chest, brother. First of all, I want to congratulate y'all for 10 years, man. The good content, man. Righteous and ratchet. Man.
1: Thank you, Thank you, brother.
8: And I want to um, share my favorite Breakfast Club moment. What's that? Uh, other than the Birdman situation, the Benny Siegel situation was funny too, man.
7: Why yeah. y'all like to see people try to traumatize me? <laughs> I thought that was
1: pretty hilarious myself. It was cool, man. It was cool. Charlamagne yeah. didn't buckle, though. No. He I, didn't buckle. He didn't buckle. I never buckle. He sure didn't. <laughs> You're right. He didn't.
8: He stood his ground. What is buckling? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, thanks, guys, man. I appreciate y'all. And my birthday is this weekend, too. Oh, right.
1: man. Enjoy it, man. I, I mean, you can't, where you from? You can't go anywhere, right? Oh no, man! Not
7: in Indiana. Yeah, I wouldn't want to date you. Your birthday too close to Christmas. <laughs> and you got a penis, but you know that's you a whole other story. You want to date me? because 'cause you're married. Oh no, man. no, that bro. too. No. Yeah, no. that that too. Married, you got a penis. No. You're not oh my, my type. You but uh, um, so early in morning.
1: no. Oh right. right. <laughs> Whoa! God <dang. laughs> Thing is gracious. My
7: God! Why do people gotta stress that? I don't know. <laughs> right? <laughs> Hello, who's
1: this?
3: Hey, it's Keisha
1: from Texas.
3: How y'all doing? Hey, hey Keisha from, from Texas? Texas. What part of Texas? <laughs> Dallas, Texas. So oh. I have to listen on the app, and I don't mind that at all.
7: Oh, where well, them bum-ass oh, cowboys are from? You uh-huh. know I love Dallas. You know I love oh my cowboys. My. Don't listen to Envy.
3: <laughs> okay, so now since... Oh, congratulations on 10 years. Thank well, you. Now since you are an executive of iHeart, I've got to hear you say, Lord have mercy. There's something about the way you say that, Charlemagne, that drives me insane. I love it and I laugh every time. Oh, oh boy.
5: Lord
7: have mercy. I can't believe you like to hear me say, Lord. You flirting have mercy. with that man. That man married, mama.
3: No, no, no. Oh, no, I'm not flirting with him. And I love it when you say, it. I'm calling HR. <laughs> Calling HR. You guys <laughs> yes, you guys draw BFA and since you guys won't be back until twenty twenty one. I needed to hear. I'm calling HR and Lord have
7: mercy. Well the beauty of it is that we run a lot of we run best of shows until January the fifth. So, you know, it gives people an opportunity to catch up on breakfast club content they may have missed.
3: Yeah, and and I love it. I'm still gonna listen. But Charlemagne, one
7: more time for me. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Why are you stressing me out early this morning? Got me repeating that over and over and over. <laughs>
1: yeah. Good morning. Love you, bye.
0: Love you, too. The Breakfast Club is back. Back, 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 back. back, it back. With our best, our best of interviews. morning,
1: everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee. Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line right now. His album is out right now. Yes, sir. Tia.
9: Yo. Welcome, son. What's going
7: on, bro? Tip, I think you done done it again, man. <laughs> I, I, I I with the Libra album, Heavy Man, and 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 right now my favorite record on the album is Family Connect with with you and money.
9: I gotta say, man, I was shocked and surprised, and I mean, in in the most pleasant ways, man. I think that that that's a song, and you know what? I can honestly say that's a song I don't think hip hop has ever seen before.
7: I was thinking about that when I was listening to it. I was like, has there ever been a father-son rap duo? Well, that both Would of them are actually dope. Will did it at one time, didn't he? Will and Jaden. Yeah, yeah,
9: Will. Will did it with Jaden. But what we also must take into consideration is my other son actually produced a record. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. did the record.
1: Wow! I didn't know that. Oh, so it was a real family affair yeah. on that one. Yeah, yeah. Did you, yeah, them, yeah. did you have to pay them, to y'all? Did you have to pay them, Ti? Yeah, I paid them. I paid them. I paid them. I, I, would, I, I, I wouldn't be mad if you didn't. I wouldn't be mad. I know. I mean, you know.
9: Nepotism, you know, so, you know, so I little taste <laughs> nepotism. He did. They live in the you house.
10: You, you together, or did you send your verse over and then Damani had to send his verse back? How did that work?
9: Nah, man, you know the way it actually happened, bro. Um, Damani and I was sitting with Messiah as Messiah was like, yo, let me let, me let y'all hear some. So he was just going through beats, kind of like you know. After a while, it probably was a time where I had been, been I had been going away like out of town for a second, mm-hmm. and I came back. And then, you know what I'm saying, kind of we sat down at the, at the studio and Messiah, you know, wanted basically as as Demani and I kind of like, man, let me just check this out for me. And we listening to his beats and kind of like, we like, yeah, that's dope, that's dope, okay. Demani, yeah, like, man, I want that one. And I said, man, I want that one. And one of the records that I chose, and then I coincidentally had to dip up at the studio to go do something. And when I I think by the time I came back, the money had already recorded a verse.
2: Mm.
9: I was like, hmm, trying to take this record from me. <laughs> and I, when I heard him do his verse, when I came back, I figured I better put my verse on here now. So, you know, ain't no confusion about who to have this record. And so I got, I, I got on it and it was dope.
7: Y'all had such a dope back and forth, though, and it's like I'm sitting there thinking, on the song he's rapping about how, you know, you are his daddy, but he don't want to, you know, he don't want your help. So I'm like, damn, what was the process of this record then? Because it sounded like y'all was, you was coaching him on the
9: record. Nah, bro. Like he did his, he he did his verse by himself. I did my verse by myself every verse. Like we were never in the studio with one another. Wow. While we were recording our verses.
1: Do you ever think you was gonna oh. be a professor? I see you're teaching at Clark Atlanta University. <laughs> did you ever see that as everything that you went through? That I'm gonna be a professor? That I'm gonna be a, a teacher? Mm, no, nah, but you, I was a teacher first in prison. I taught
9: class in prison. Did you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What yeah, class did you teach in prison? Uh, what was it? Thinking outside the box, I believe it was called. You what is what that saying? about? Man, it was about how to use. I was I was showing people how to use the skills that they've already acquired on the streets, how to use those skills and, and identify those skills and purpose them, uh for legitimate means when they got back out on the streets. And, and that's, that's
7: the most f- up thing about the about the whole correctional system, right? They don't take these skill sets that these brothers clearly have and right. help you to utilize, help to help them to direct
1: their energy to something positive.
9: Right? Well, first of all, I mean, I think because that's the system is set up for free labor. It ain't really about rehabilitation.
1: Now, what are you teaching in this class at the Clockland University? Is it the music industry? Is it business? Is it entrepreneurship? Yes, yes, is yes. fatherhood. And if they need to know that, we could, we can talk about
9: it. But however, I think nah, man, it's the business of trap music. That's the course, mm-hmm. and um, and basically, we go over the business of trap music. But the first course was about targeting the need for the business of trap music. Gotcha. Any business is supply and demand, profit and loss, right? But in order to supply a demand, you got to you got to recognize the need for the demand. Of the, uh, you know, the, like, why is this so important in the mm-hmm. first place?
7: Do, do you think people forgot how influential you were to trap music because you diversified your portfolio so much?
9: Yeah, absolutely. I think the same thing for hip hop. Mm-hmm. That's why whenever people do these lists, I don't ever put myself on the list because there's so many other people who dedicated their lives to only just rap, to just do rap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's that's kind of why they get the consideration first. And I ain't got no problem with that. But, j- but just know at any given moment, any given time, I'm going to remind you why, why, why I am who I am and, and remind you that I do what I do.
1: All right, we got more with T.I. when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Come on. Now we're kicking it with Ti,
7: Charlamagne. We? Well, I saw you and uh, I saw you and Jeezy talking on the Expeditiously podcast, and you know you you this is you both mentioned that well you mentioned that you would love to sit down and have a conversation with Gucci. Did, did anything come? I to
9: didn't this? say I would love to. Well, not love. I to. I said the people. People. Love, would I said to. that you know trap music would benefit greatly from it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And once you and I just as a a marketing. Executive, I would say once you sold as many tickets as you can to the fight, the only thing left to sell is tickets to the reunion. <laughs> you, know <what> <laughs> 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 you know, so did anything come from just, that? No, nah. okay. I mean, like I, it was—it was just conversation, though. It mm-hmm. was never like a plan. It was just conversation because I know that's what people—a lot of people who follow trap music and who are inspired by the culture, who follow the culture. You know what I mean? They, they, they recognize us as the architects.
7: You, you tapped in with all the youngins for this project, too. You got Lil Baby and Thug and 42 Doug. You got Rhapsody on the interlude, Tokyo Jets. Yeah. Was, was that intentional? Lil Baby record hard, too.
9: Yeah, appreciate that, man. Yeah, I mean, some of it was and some of it wasn't. So the part where you're talking about, like, you know, Thugger and, and Lil Baby and 42 Doug, you know, and Mazie, yes, that was intentional. Uh, Rhapsody, we just stumbled on that. I reached out to her, just gave a cold call one day, like, "Hey, if you were to do spoke a word about I me, mean, yes. what would it sound yeah. like? What I would you it. say?" So then she asked me a few questions about the title of the album. and she asked me, you know, to hear some songs. I sent up a couple of songs, and overnight, she did what she heard. Wow! You know, and then after I heard her, that's when I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get all women to do this. You know what I mean? You got Deja
10: uh, on there too, doing the conclusion.
9: Yeah. That was the huge. That was, that the, was the biggest. Surpri- that was the biggest shock and surprise of my life. I never expected Deja to do that. Really? And I was blown away. That's that yeah. got to be a proud papping moment. Ah uh, man, just to—I mean, for real, bro. Like, for one, okay, so Deja and I have. You know, uh, for most of her life, how can I, I cannot say this? Uh, and I'm very careful with my words, especially when speaking about Deja. Okay, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, when she came into that point in her life where, you know, kind of the transition phase in your life, when that thing that girls do every month happens.
10: When we get our period.
9: I I see, I wasn't gonna say that. You dig what I'm saying? I wasn't gonna say that. But when you like, so when Deja made it to that point in her life, from that point forward, we kind of hadn't spoken as much. I ain't had. We didn't have as much of an ability to, you know, to speak freely to one another uh, for whatever reason. And you know, over the past year, we we gained we we got close And this is kind of like a testament of that. You know what I'm saying? And Especially with all of the stuff that we've gone through over the past year, um, you know, with Hinen Gate, all uh, <laughs> every relationship will be tested. Mm-hmm. I don't care who is with your relationship with your mom, relationship with your girl, with your wife, with your whoever. Every relationship, uh, it will be tested, and and that test is going to strengthen it or weaken it. And I think the thing that that, that she and I went through last year, uh, that was our test. You did. And we took the necessary steps, you know, and we, and we got through it. She and I always remained connected, you know what I mean? She and I always had an understanding. You know, I w- we would speak and we would, you know, share share our opinions with each other about what was going on, like in the media as it pertained to that. Uh, and, you know, she always told me, man, it ain't, our, it ain't our job to really talk to nobody and tell them what we feel about anything. That ain't our job. That's what they think, that'll think it. So what?
1: You know, I was like, yeah, all right, man, cool. Well, T.I., we appreciate you for checking in. The album is out right. right now. It's the Breakfast yes, Club. Yes, sir. It's topic time.
5: Oh.
0: Oh. Phone, Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Talk about it.
1: Morning, everybody. It's DJ N.V. Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, We are talking about Eva. She was on uh, Wendy Williams' show, and she talked about child and changing her child's last name. Let's hear it. Yes,
11: Sterling. we like everybody else. changed her name this past year. It was, we went through a lot to do it, but... How much more before the actual uh, process is done? The adop- well, the name change is illegal, so now we have to go through the adoption process.
10: And, I mean, he's making it a little bit easier for us, acting crazy in the public.
1: Well, I guess Life Jennings seen that, and he didn't like that too much, huh?
10: He said, I think this is so whack, changing your daughter's last name from her father's to somebody else's, especially when the father tries to see her. The daughter don't have anything to do with their beef, and what kind of man allows that ish piss me off.
1: So we're asking 800-585-1051. Is it acceptable to change your child's last name? What do you think, Charlemagne?
7: I mean, I got to know the context of the situation. You know what I'm saying? If you're doing it just out of spite, just because you don't like your baby daddy because he don't want to be with you, and you got a new man now, that's whack. But I mean, if 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 you got a
1: deadbeat daddy... Yeah, what about if it's a deadbeat daddy, the dad's not around, the dad is, is not taking care of the child? I have no problem with that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like, by the way, the, the son want wa- the, the daughter shouldn't want to wear the name of a deadbeat. Yeah, I don't I don't know either situation, but, you know, with, with, with Kevin McCall, I mean, we all know Kevin McCall has problems uh, mentally, but it does seem like he is trying to take care of his daughter. It seems like he goes to court. I just don't know. Like, I don't know if he's abusive. I don't know. You know what I mean? But in a situation, if there is a deadbeat dad and I'm taking it away from that situation... If the dad is not in the child's life and he's not even helping no way whatsoever, no. I, I say change that name immediately. What do you think, you?
10: Well, and I just want to point out that we did have this couple on from family or fiance, and uh, Dre and LaShonda, and they had a similar situation. Listen to this. Now, another big issue is your children. So, LaShonda, you have kids. Dre, you don't have kids, but right. these are your daughters now. Right. And you guys are talking adoption, right? But without the biological father's consent from what I gathered from watching the episode.
12: The show makes it look like it's a concern to do it without consent. My kid's father haven't been around in four years. He was gone before Dre got here. So that's where the adoption thing comes in it's not like we're trying to replace somebody he's not an active father financially his presence isn't
10: there so she's changing her daughter's last names too because the father is not in the children's life and the daughters actually want to change their last name to her husband's last name he's the one that's taking care of them and doing everything and legally if a woman wants to change her children's last names she either has to get consent from the biological father and if he doesn't give consent, he can object to it and then she has to get a petition and then go to court and he can show up to court and say he doesn't want that to happen and then the judge has to decide. So that's how it goes down legally. But I do feel like whoever um, is the father, if the mother chooses to do that and the father is causing issues or he's not in the child's life or not holding up his responsibilities and he's not really a dad.
7: And if the last name is Zimmerman, you definitely want to change that. You don't want to walk around with that last name.
1: Goodness gracious. Hello, who's this?
11: Hey, this is Karina from Jersey City.
1: Hey, Karina from Jersey City. Is it acceptable to change your child's last name?
11: I don't think it is, because at the end of the day, that's that father's child. You get what I'm saying? Like, a stepfather could come in and raise the kid, and that's all fine. But it doesn't take away the fact that that's the, the father's child. You get what I'm saying? It's a legacy that kind of goes on. It's a bloodline. You know, you can always acknowledge a stepfather for always doing the good and you know,
1: give them praise with the kids, but you can't take away the main dad's last name. Okay. Hello, who's this? Sheila from Jersey. Hey mama, Jersey's on a check and heavy. So what do you think? Is it acceptable to change your child's last name? No, I don't agree with that. Okay, Explain. go ahead. No, I don't.
11: I don't agree with that because no matter how much you don't like your kid's dad or no matter how crazy he might act or no matter what he does, um changing the last name is not gonna change the DNA. It's not going to change who the father is, so you have to get over that. And on top of that, like you're you're falsifying an image of somebody that's not true. Like that's not her dad. And if one day it doesn't work out between you two, now he legally
10: is her dad, and that's not really her dad. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's well, just stupid. It, it's petty. It doesn't make the another other uh, the person your dad. They would have to actually adopt the children. So that the kids aren't adopted even if you're married, right? The no, husband. But I'm, still- I'm
11: talking about like the 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 image that you're portraying to your children.
10: Now, what if your kids are like, I want to have the same last name as you and my dad, you know, the stepfather?
11: Well, I mean, that's a choice that they have to make and the two parents should come to a, you know, to a middle ground with. That would be their choice. But if if they're not old enough to make those type of decisions, just saying that because whatever the situation is, you know, like some kids, they grow up and they're told this is their dad, this is their dad. And that's what they
10: think, you know, like, so...
11: What I if the biological
10: father that. is absent from the children's life? Um, I mean, me personally,
11: I don't agree in that. My father was not, was not in my life either, and my mother still maintained our last name as his. I mean, I guess that would be up to the child when they grow up to decide if they want to do that or not.
1: Okay, thank
8: but you, Mama. I just,
4: I just wouldn't do that. Hello, who's this? <laughs> this is Boom from Dayton, Ohio.
1: Hey, is it acceptable to change a child's last name?
4: Um, I, I think it just really depends on the circumstances. Explain. Um, okay, and the reason why I say that is, you know, my daughter, her father is not in her life. and never been in her life, which mm-hmm. is fine, but she still has his last name. And um, I don't tell her, like, bad things about her dad. You know, she can find out on her own, just like my mom told me about my dad.
0: Damn.
4: But, um... I don't think a name defines a person. Now, if you have, you know, someone new in your life and they you wanna spend the rest of their life with you, and, you know, you, know, you and your kids are a package deal, and if that dad is not, you know, in that child's life, I don't see a problem with it being, but, it, you know, then you got these bitter baby moms.
3: Mm.
4: You know, you got these, you know, baby moms that, you know, couldn't change the man's life with a child, and um you know being used as a a a tactic to attack right you know so um you know a baby is not a pawn you know right so whatever that
10: child's name is leave that baby alone but you know i think it is also like as we always talk about women taking the husband's name after marriage i think for kids if you live in a house with the mom and the stepfather and that's who you know is your dad and you call him dad, you might want to have the same last name.
5: Hello, who's this? Uh, good morning. This is Nathan out of Orlando,
1: Florida. Good morning, who's... Angela. Good morning. What up, bro? Peace, is, King. Is it acceptable to change a child's last name, brother?
6: Nah, nah, brother. I don't think it is, man. I, I want to share experience. I'm glad you got picked up. I actually had an ex-wife who tried to do that to me. And I would like to use her a minute if that's okay with
10: y'all. Uh, <laughs> just the sure. first name, please. Sandra. Okay. I don't...
6: South
7: Carolina. I already know. You got you a nice country-ass
6: uh, guy. Yep, try to do that to your boy, and I think that's hateful and disrespectful to a man. I don't think another wife uh, should do anything like that. Were
1: well, you that's in your child's cool. life? Are you in your child's life? I am in my child's life. I love my kids very much. I'm a Virgo, and you already know how we do. That's right. Mm-hmm. Love our kids. Okay.
6: So we take care of our
10: home. So what happened? Did she try to do it legally, and then you blocked it?
1: Uh,
6: she she talked about trying to do it, and then she got a lawyer to try to do it, and then I, you know, kind of paid a little bit money out there, and
1: you
10: know, they dropped the whole thing.
1: Okay. All right. Well, thank you, brother. So, what's the moral of the
10: story, guys? I don't the moral know. of the story is that every case is different, though, and you, there's no one size fits all when it comes to family. So I think whatever decision you make, it always has to be in the best interest of your children and not in your own selfish best interest.
7: The moral of the story is y'all better stop uh, picking who y'all mate with, like y'all rolling dice in the back of a moving goddamn pickup truck. Okay, <laughs> that's what y'all better stop doing. All right. Take care, of your kids. Uh, exactly. Man. When you lay down with these, when you lay down with people, man, you know, think about spending the rest of your life with this person, because you never know this person might give you a disease you can't get rid of. This person might give you a baby, or better yet, you might grow to love this person and be married to him the rest of your life Either way, that's all forever. Just pick the right forever when you're dealing with these people, okay? Get
0: back. With our best, with our best of best interviews. interviews.
1: Morning, everybody. is DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now you guys all know Monique stopped by the Breakfast Club yesterday, and we're getting it on today. So we're gonna play that for you. Special guest in the
5: building, Miss Monique. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. on phone
1: line as well. Sydney, good morning. Sydney.
7: Good morning. Now, Good morning, uh, you When Monique walked in, I gave her a hug. I wanted her to know it's all love.
5: Yes, he did, my love. We're
7: just here to have a conversation. That's, That's all. What we're doing. Now, now, what's going on today, Miss Monique?
5: A while ago, I had to come out, and I spoke in reference to Netflix. hmm That we had to boycott, You know, I was asking folks to stand with us as we boycott Netflix for gender bias and color bias. Correct. And we were fighting for equality. hmm And then I found out that I had become donkey of the day. Yes. Mm-hmm. By Leonard. And I gotta call you by your name, baby, because... Leonard. Leonard, yes. okay. <laughs> okay, baby, he's getting real special, Leonard. But we're gonna... Okay, no, Leonard. Leonard. It is Leonard. And then I was called Donkey of the Day, and it really caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. Because when I met this brother some years ago, and I met a young man that was full of humility and respect. Mm-hmm. And when I got on that elevator, he actually held the door. I remember it like it was yesterday. Yes, ma'am. And I said... Oh, baby, thank you. And he was just like that. Yes, ma'am, and Miss Monique, it's a pleasure to meet you. And we had a very beautiful exchange. Mm -hmm. And I said to that brother, tell your mama that she raised you right.
7: Mm -hmm. That's fact. And he said it was
5: my mama and my grandma. Yes, ma'am. So I felt like this was, and still is, a beautiful young brother making his way, but full of humility and respect. Till we fast forward, and I become donkey of the day so i didn't want to have it to be hearsay i didn't want to have anybody exchange words that i may have said to him so my husband and i wanted to come on so we could understand how i got titled donkey of the day so why'd you give a donkey today Charlamagne?
7: well i think it was due to the Uh whole netflix situation you know when i heard you say that um you know you wanted us to boycott because of racial and gender bias but then you went on to you know mention two brothers and a woman so i said maybe she should be more specific and say black woman gender bias, but then also just from a business aspect, I wanted to know why did you feel like, you know, you should have gotten whatever Chris Rock got, whatever Dave Chappelle got, or whatever Amy Schumer got. Because I feel like this is a what are you doing for me right now type of industry. Well, she didn't say what they got. She said she should have got more than she was offered.
10: And then, Charlamagne, you brought up an old Netflix special Mm -hmm. as well.
7: Well, that was later on. But my, my my point was like you know, this is a what are you doing for me right now kind of industry. We all know Monique is a legend, but we also know that those things, those deals that Netflix are giving out are based off recent uh, stand-up shows. Recent shows, recent concert, recent arenas, recent tours like that. So I just wanted to know why you felt like you deserved that much.
5: Daddy, would you like to start or would you like for me?
13: It didn't start with the offer where the color bias and the disrespect transpired. It started from when we had our initial conversation after Monique got her reviews from the nights in which uh, Benjamin and Caitlin, who were representatives for Netflix, came out to see Monique, in which on two different nights they uh, saw her get a standing ovation, which subsequently gave them reviews of amazing and, and great show. So when we're in the midst of having the conversation prior to them giving the, the offer, we're in the midst and he says, well, I wanna make it very clear that, you know, people speak about Dave Chappelle, Amy Schumer and what they got. I wanna just make it clear, you know, so we can manage expectations that everybody doesn't get those type of deal. Well, when we're in the midst of that conversation, the phone disconnects. We never reconvene. He never gets us back on and our attorney looks calls me up and we speak and we like, well, that was strange. Are we going to get back on the phone or not? Because anybody who does business knows that this is a key time in which to build the value of your client. Mm. Then we came back with an offer that they allegedly had sent over that our attorney and I had never received. And then on that it was a certain time limit in which we were supposed to respond. Well, we had passed the time limit because we never received it. When our attorney had asked them to uh, please resend the offer that they had allegedly sent, it was clear that it had never been sent in the first place. That's the second red flag. When we get on the phone to discuss the offer that they had then finally sent over, initially they didn't want to have the conversation until I expressed to them, it is very ironic that the call we had was disconnected, we never reconvened, You became evasive, you can't get on the phone, now I have to express what it's feeling like, which is gender bias, color bias, and there's also an age issue that we didn't discuss that's in there as well. So those three things are what led to it in conjunction with the fact that the very items that he said did not translate for Monique, which were her resume, what she's done in terms of movies, it didn't translate, but he said, Those were the things that translated for Amy Schumer. So why does Amy's resume work and Monique does not? And they could not explain that.
1: Well, if you're just joining us, that's Sidney. That's Monique's managing husband, if you're just joining us, so you you know the voices. Well, I don't think Amy Schumer is funny. That's number one.
7: But Mm -hmm. she did sell out 50 arenas around the world, including MSG and HBO wanted her as well. So she created a bidding war based on those stats. So I assume that's the reason her number was at that place.
5: Well, I want to address something because you said I assume. And then you also said, Monique is a legend. That's what you said. Absolutely. Right? And then when Robbie Prohl and Netflix also says, Monique is a legend, correct? Absolutely. And you believe that Chris Rock is a legend, as I do as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you would say Dave Chappelle is a legend, right? Absolutely. What makes me a different legend from Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock?
7: But well, when it comes to those that Netflix special, the fact that I'm, Dave nope. Chappelle did 1,500 shows mm-hmm. prior to signing his Netflix deal, Chris Rock was on tour with the Total Blackout tour, selling our shows arenas mm-hmm. around the world before they did that and Netflix. And they also
10: lured him away from HBO. I understand
5: what y'all are coming to the table with. When I came to the table and I said, guys, and I said it humbly, I'm the most decorated comedian alive, and I said that humbly. Mm-hmm. And then people, some people said, oh, Monique is crazy, till it was proven. Till everybody actually saw the numbers and said, well, I guess she's right about that. And when you say this is a what have you done for me lately, the question is how much more do I have to do, brother? Because when you do a film called Almost Christmas, and that film has a $17 million budget, but it makes $45 million. And then my sister Amy Schumer does a film called Snatched. And that film makes $45 million, but it has a budget of $42 million. Now, what's the profit on that? I'm asking a question. Yours
1: made a a lot more profit than Amy's did. Well,
5: it was actually a $25 million profit. Mm -hmm. But that
7: movie, uh, Amy did
5: her Netflix deal before Snatch.
13: No. He said, Robbie Pross said that was what uh, made him also give it a deal because of the big movie that she had coming out. Right. And that's where
7: we had to check. Well, so. Yeah, coming out. That was the, that, so, but she did the Netflix deal before that movie came out.
5: Well, no. we actually talked to the vice president of Netflix, Leonard, Leonard, Right. And so what happens point. is when you're basing off of what you're assuming, and then you give me a title of donkey of the day, is your mother still alive? Yes, ma'am. And you're from what city in South Carolina? Monk's Corner, South Carolina. Monk's Corner. And if I was to call your mother or your grandmother, could they tell me stories of inequality? that they had to deal with? Absolutely. So would your mother be a donkey? No. Would your grandmother be a donkey? No. I need you to explain how you gave me the title because you're not explaining it. You're going off of what I assume. But because you're on that microphone, and when we open up these microphones, we know just how powerful our voices can be. Don't we, Angela? Yes, we do. And we know that what we say can become law. Correct, Leonard? Absolutely. So when we do that, we must then explain it to our community because we know how poisonous it can be when we put things out, but we can't back it up. We just say it. All right, we have more with Monique
1: when we come back. We got to talk more Netflix, her negotiations, and it gets more awkward with her and Charlemagne. So keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Monique is here. Charlemagne?
7: I think everything you're saying about racial bias is absolutely correct. Gender bias is absolutely correct. We know that the black woman is unappreciated and undervalued in a a lot of different industries. But I think that when it comes to this Netflix situation, it's very specific. I think it's more of an individual thing than it is a collective problem. Like, can you you honestly- What we
13: ask you is this. Can you say, if it's an individual problem, how come that there are no individuals of color who happen to be female comedians that have had the multiple million-dollar paydays with Netflix because what happens with the black community is, what have you done lately? But when you are a white person in this industry, it's you're only as good as your last project.
1: Well, I, I, thought well, was, well, I thought it was drawing power. Well, I thought it was, exactly. it was the, the amount of people that will watch a special. Do you think, do you think
10: this th- is specific to comedians? Because I do know they've given out multi-million dollar deals to Ava DuVernay, Shonda Rhimes. So you think it's specific to the comedy industry?
5: Well, I'll let you answer it. What black female comedian got the multi-million dollar deal? But well, well, don't you Tiffany think it's coming? Haddish, I'm sure. I'm sure.
7: Yeah. I'm sure Tiffany Haddish will be presented with something if she hasn't already. Well,
5: but we got to speak about. The sisters that's done it. Mm-hmm. See, when Wanda Sykes is number 100 on Comedy Central's top comedians ever.
13: Number 70.
5: I'm sorry, Daddy, number 70 on the top 100 mm-hmm. ever, but they offer her 250. So what do you say to that, Lenore? Well,
7: I, you know, I actually asked about that. I spoke to somebody at Netflix, and they, they offered that deal to Wanda Sykes before this guy that does these stand-up deals even got in the position. They offered this deal to her some years ago.
5: Does it seem strange that you always have an answer when our finish line keeps getting moved? When I say, name me one black female comedian that's got the million-dollar payday, I'm waiting to hear the answer.
10: Right, so you think it's specific to comedians because I don't I don't know on Netflix any. Well, what, 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 but, what, what, I, but I can't say for in, sure. In history, name
5: her.
7: Well, I would ask what, what what black female comedian has sold out 50 arenas around the well, world. Well, what I would MSG? tell you is
5: there's... Four beautiful black female comedians that we just got a Legends Award. Her name is Samore. Her name is Adele. Her name is Miss Laura. Her name is Monique. And when the Queens of Comedy was on tour, see, we made history. And I don't know if you've done your homework. Because we were the only female group, black, white, Latin, Asian, to sell out consecutively around this country. Mm -hmm. But you'll disregard that because you'll say, well, what did you do yesterday? See, you can't take it away.
7: But But if I'm doing business... And I'm basing it off doing a deal with somebody who did this last year as opposed to doing it 15 years ago or 20 years ago, whenever it was. Wouldn't it make more sense to do it with the person who did it just a couple years ago? If you're doing business
5: and you say, what's Monique's resume? Now, you're the businessman, and you're looking at that resume, and everything on that resume says, number one. Everything on that resume says, sell out. Now, all of a sudden, is it going to change,
7: businessman? Yeah. If I, was, if, I was <laughs> say, if I had to sign Kobe Bryant today, I'm not going to give Kobe Bryant a $100 million contract.
13: Well, th- you're right. But and his the, resume th- is amazing. The difference between Kobe Bryant today and Monique today is when you're 36 in the game of basketball, you don't lost your step. When you are 50 years old in the game of comedy, you're seasoned. And if she had to come, if they had to come to Netflix, to your point, because you make a very good point, and Monique had a stumble like a 40-year-old or a 38-year-old Kobe Bryant who's got a ruptured Achilles heel that you got to bounce back from, then it would make sense. But if he dropped 50 and still was dropping buckets, what would you say? Because they watched two standing ovations and two sold-out clubs.
7: <laughs> You're absolutely right, Brother City. But let me ask you this. Why not put together a theater or arena tour and sell that out and then come back to the table? Our table is special well, yourself. It
1: doesn't have to go there. See, my whole thing is is that's something else. We are talking about the money offered. And my whole thing is as a businessman, being a legend and all that doesn't necessarily matter. It's what's it's who the people want to see. You could be a legend and people love you, but if you can't attract the people to come to the the place to see you or to come to Netflix to watch you, it doesn't like you mean that so me Y'all talking about selling out versus selling yeah, out no, I'm saying, I'm saying well. here would mean be anything. The question. You know
5: what I mean? Almost Christmas. Would you say that was a hit movie?
1: Definitely a hit movie.
5: Would you say Bessie was a hit? Yes. Would you say... Precious. Precious was a hit? Absolutely. So the question is, so Monique, you didn't do nothing in 2017 that was on TV that we could see. So that means you're irrelevant?
1: I don't think anything is irrelevant. So what
5: happens is when someone said to me, Monique, does it become disheartening Mm -hmm. when it's your folks? It's understandable. I don't take offense. It's understandable and I explain why. When I have to sit here and not defend but explain to people that look like me, Mm -hmm. well, when did I become irrelevant? If there was a movie I will call Almost Christmas, what, in 2016? This is 2018. So now all of a sudden, oh, we don't know if people are going to show up and show out. Now, when I did a show called The Bernie and Sid Show, mm-hmm. I'm sure you know those brothers, two white brothers. Mm-hmm. And when I walked in there, Leonard, I walked in with a preconceived <laughs> notion that I was going to have to defend myself. Correct. Because one is a strong Trump supporter and the other is a Democrat. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking I'm going to have to walk in and defend myself with these white brothers. After five minutes of us talking, they shut their show down. And they said, Monique, we're going to call this what this is. This is nothing but racism, and we can't sit back and allow it and watch it happen. So, no, we're going to tell our listeners to boycott Netflix until they get it right, because you are a legend, and we have to honor and respect you. Now, those are my white brothers. Mm-hmm. Then I come to my folks, and I have to be donkey of the day, which you still haven't explained, Leonard, and you're going to have to, because when you make those type of statements about your sister, to our community. What you're saying to the community is, as black women, you're devalued. And if you stand up and you make a stand and you say, we need equality and we have to say what's right and what's fair. And then a brother that looks like me from South Carolina says, you're the donkey of the day. You have to explain that to our community. I've I've explained
7: it. I said that I think that you're using... Racial and gender bias, which are actual real issues, the struggle that the black woman is going through in many industries is a real issue, but you're using it to focus on something that you're dealing with
5: individually. Did you just see Viola Davis come out and say pay her equally? Did you just hear that? Absolutely. So when you have us saying the same thing, we're saying pay us equally, you're saying, oh, Monique, this is an isolated situation. Well, then what that says is you don't know the history of this business that you're in. And you sit behind this microphone and you try to be the guru of black culture. I'm going to need you to know the history of us before you begin to label us. And once you know the history, you know I'm not saying anything unique, brother.
7: I, I just don't understand how you can justify making $13 million in 2018 for a stand-up special.
13: When you say justify $13 million, did you get a chance to read what the offer was?
7: I did read some of it, yes.
13: You should have read all of it. it, The key is we got to read all of it because what Chris Rock said a long time ago, if you want to hire something from a black person, put it in the book. This is not about comparing the definitive numbers as to what Amy got and what um, Dave and them got because it's merit to what you just communicated. But when you ask a comedian to take a half million dollars for two years, you can't say any jokes. you They don't want you to do stand-up for two years. And essentially, they want you to take a half a million dollars and lose out on $2 million of work that you would have made on the road anyway. That right there, it doesn't make
1: sense. Hi, right, we have more with Monique. When we come back, Don't Move, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ M V Angela Yee, Charlemagne guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Monique is in the building. Charlemagne, did
5: deal. y'all make a counter? Million offer? Deal. He just asked, did we make a counter offer? And that's a very important question. Yeah, Did you make a counter I offer? I did
10: see that they responded to the see, counter offer and said they won't they regretfully won't be able to do this deal. Hopefully you guys could work together in the future. And that's the point that we
5: have to make to you, Lenard.
13: And, and but in addition to that my love Go ahead, and this is in conjunction with roland martin and john mary putting out a rumor that monique was offered three million dollars and then didn't have the decency as journalists to come back and say we apologize for the misinformation because if you notice monique's keep monique keeps producing receipts and as crazy as this sounds this is a bigger picture than just netflix because what has happened was You've heard about Lee Daniels coming out, speaking in reference to how difficult Monique was and the whole nine. We live in a culture in which the ladies who are going up in a room saying hashtag me too. And people are saying, well, you know, if you're going up in a room at two o'clock in the morning, you know, you're about to get screwed. So why do you go up there and do it? But what happens is they'll say to Monique, why didn't you go promote a movie for Lionsgate for free? because you know what they'll do to you. So now you're in a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation because the women who go up in the room, the reason why they go up in the room, they know they're going to get screwed when they go up in the room. They just don't know how bad they're going to get screwed if they don't go up in the room. What now, happens Cindy, is... Cindy, can no, I ask you a
5: This is why, again, Leonard, you've got you to be careful let... with your words because you called your sister donkey of the day, but you didn't do your research. And you pulled that poison out into our community without fully doing your research. And now as we sit here, you have to almost backtrack your words. I'm because, not backtracking well, anything. Well, when you ask a question, did you counter offer? Mm-hmm. We put all of it out there. We put the information out there. So you were so ready to do good radio that you didn't do your homework. And when you have a conversation, you know a brother named Gerald Kelly? Absolutely. Would you consider him your friend? Absolutely. See, I was on the road with Gerald Kelly two weeks ago. Yeah, he called me. And he That's said, Monique, I talked to uh, Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. And he said, man, you know I love Monique. I wasn't doing nothing but making radio. I didn't
7: say that. <laughs> well, I definitely didn't tell him that. I did say I love Monique, though. With yeah. Gerald
5: Kelly. Because, what? again, when you say, did you offer? See, we did. And they said there was no negotiations. You take it or leave it. Well, well, had you done your, we didn't
13: well, actually counter offer what they said in the midst of our conversation you given us something to chew on we're going to come back and reflect on it and we said and I said to them trying to give them an out are you sure because here's the thing we don't want to waste your time if if it's not real however if it's real and we can get something done of course we would love to do business with you So y'all really didn't make a counter offer no, listen to what we're saying. They
10: said it okay. was non negotiable. So, okay, they told
13: now can I? Us they can. were going to go back to reflect on what we had discussed. And when they came back, they said that we, are, based upon our discussion, we decided not to make a counter offer in reference to what it is that you're speaking in reference to. Hopefully, we can do business in the future and so forth. Because what they were trying to emphasize to us that a half a million dollars was a strong enough number, and other people that they considered equal to Monique, which they did not name, Mm -hmm. they said they've taken that number. If you notice, you're having a conversation with Monique. Why is it that Netflix won't have a conversation with people? Because
5: they can bank on people like Charlemagne. They can bank on our brothers and sisters like Charlemagne that will say, We'll fight, them. we'll fight them for you. I'm not fighting you. Don't you don't have to fight.
7: I'm, just, I'm still trying to get you and Brother Sydney to justify why you think you deserve $13 million. Was there a bidding war between platforms? When
5: you say justify, I'm going to put my resume on the table. That's all I'm going to have to do.
7: Do you do the numbers and ticket sales that Chris Rock does, that Dave Chappelle does, that Amy Schumer does?
5: If given the opportunities, why don't you answer the question? See, if given those opportunities, you're answering the question for yourself. We're not given the same opportunities, brother. But if you do your homework, you already know that. Why
7: can't you and Sydney go out and book arena tours?
5: Do they go out and book their tours, or do promoters book them? See, what we're gonna do right now is, and what I'm not gonna do with you now, you wanna play a tit for tat, and what you're saying is, a black woman's resume don't matter. I'm
7: not saying that. You're you, saying you have that. to be keep saying that. You are trying it. to weaponize things you, like black woman well, and racism and gender bias. Well, why would they offer no. Wanda Sykes two hundred and
5: fifty thousand dollars, and she's considered one of the best?
7: Well, that was years ago, and they said that was they would never do that now. Okay. And I, and I literally heard this like a few weeks ago. You from guys from for a
10: second. So you did talk about the situation with Lee Daniels. Yes. And you talked about people saying that now we've read some things also because you're here in yes. our presence. So I would love for you to speak on this. So there are people that say that you didn't treat people well. Yes. And that they've had issues working with you and that you're difficult. Yes. So let's address some of that because Roland Martin brought it up when you guys spoke on Twitter. Yes. And he talked about the Ebony Magazine cover shoot that you did with Chris Rock and Steve Harvey. Yes. And he said that it was a nightmare because of you. What happened at that shoot?
5: Well, what happened at that shoot was a check was thrown at one of our assistants, and you don't throw anything at anyone. And I had a problem with that. See, they won't fill you in on all that happened, so you had to let that person know that's not how you do business, and that's unacceptable. So I have no problem speaking on it. When they said I mistreated people on Almost Christmas, well, we have 20 interviews because we knew that they would say something like that. With the people that worked in the background professionals, the lighting guys, the camera guys, where they all said our experience with Monique was stellar. What happens is you hear the bullies speak out, but then the bullies run. Because when those videos did come out, did Roland Martin come back? When the videos did come out, just with the three little videos, you heard nothing else, did you?
10: Let's backtrack a little bit because um, with Will Packer. Yes. Okay, so Will Packer and um, Roland Martin and, you know, a lot of people have spoken out that have dealt with you personally yes. and said these things. But I haven't really heard anybody say anything negative about Will Packer, about working with Lee Daniels, and I haven't heard them say anything negative about some of the people that they've worked with. So why is it you? Let me.
5: I can answer that, and mm-hmm. that's a great question. You know the guy Harvey Weinstein? Mm-hmm. And he was able to do that for how many
10: years? Decades.
5: And why do you think that was?
10: Well, they were working with a lot of people who felt like their career would be in jeopardy if so, they spoke out.
5: do you think this is a unique situation? Do you think that people are fearful to speak out when they're mistreated? It's a difference
7: between mistreatment and sexual assault, Monique. Like, do come on, think- we, we, can't, we can't put out false equivalencies about people. I understand what you're trying hey, well, to say. Wait a minute, Shaw, man. But there's but a difference between mi- mistreatment and sexual well, let assault. Me, let me say this to you. Like, it's levels to mistreatment.
13: You, yeah. you, you're, you're absolutely right. Yes. But mistreatment is mistreatment. And yeah, let me it, you, I don't like you can't paint well
7: is. in the same paint. what the same well, brushes Let me obviously. say this,
13: <laughs> because based upon the information that you have, you feel comfortable with it because this is the world we live in. If you keep hearing it, it seems as if it's true. And the reason she had some a difficulty with one of the individuals who were the um, first AP or something uh-huh. like that, She had walked into Monique's trailer while she was undressed without knocking. And I don't know if you know, but there was a letter that Steve Harvey had written a while ago in reference to how people just walk into his room. What happens is she's the type of person that doesn't allow people to get disrespected. And she's not going to have an issue with the people that the hourly wage folks it's typically the people who are the powerful ones she's not having no beef with nobody there were people that were getting their fingers pointed in their face that happened to be black women by white men on the set of pressures and she said I can't allow that to happen guys so what happens is you are forgetting that this is a country that had slavery for hundreds of years and when do we start realizing that we, we are so conditioned to normalize bad treatment when white men are able to say, hey, guys, she's right. How does the black community not see it? All right, we have more with Monique when we come back. Don't move.
1: It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Nv Angela Yee, Charlemagne The We are the Breakfast Club. We have Monique in the building still. Charlemagne, I want to know about this though. Have you received other offers from other screaming services? Let
7: me
5: say this. Because doesn't that help
7: with negotiations when you can because create of a bidding war? Because of that blackball
5: being put over my head. The offers that come in from Netflix, they can come in low like that because they know you've been blackballed. You know what the word is about you. Mm-hmm. So we assume that you're suffering. And we can offer you whatever we want to offer you. So the offers have come in even lower than that. You had a Netflix special beforehand, though, right? Well, I didn't have a Netflix special. What happened was... They took the one and put it on. The exactly. Show yeah. I didn't make any deal with Netflix. Well, so those shows just happened to be on there, and they've been on there for a long time. So someone would say, if this woman's not bringing in any views, why will we hold on to the content? They've been on there for a minute. So as Are I they sit- getting the views? Well, I'm assuming so. We don't get a report on that. Mm -hmm. But as I sit here again, and I sit between my sister, who I know you deal with inequality, Angela. You in the same business I'm in. Mm -hmm. But you'll look at me and you'll say, well, I need you to explain to me. They said you was a problem here and a problem there. We all know when you don't allow bullies to take place, and when you don't allow yourself to get bullied, don't you get labeled?
10: Yes. But can i just for full disclosure please there are definitely people that i know that have worked with you on the ebony shoot yes and i've heard things Well, they've told me personally people that were in the room say their
5: names and if not like i told lenar before keep it on the playground
10: well okay so i saw on <laughs> alfred Edmond jr who's the um editor-in-chief of black enterprise magazine yes i saw that amy dubois burnett who was the editor-in-chief of ebony at the time of that shoot mm-hmm. who was very excited to have you on the shoot she left a comment Because he posted something about you and and the numbers and about your worth and how you are the most decorated comedian. And she commented, it was a nightmare working with her and I would never want to go through something like that again. I saw that comment is still on his page now.
5: I would love to sit down and talk with that sister face to face so she can tell me about the nightmare. Because what they won't do is they won't fill it in. See, they won't fill in. We were being arrogant. And we wanted to treat that woman as if we were doing her a favor by putting her on the cover. As yep. my husband told me years ago, we don't disrespect anyone, but we overrespect no one. And I want you to look at me. Mm-hmm. I'm a big, fat black woman. You're not fat. What yeah. Big, yeah. Stop it. Real talk. What big, fat black woman has to stand, stands up and says, this is not fair? Because what the feeling is with some of our sisters and brothers, Monique, you should be grateful. You just got invited to the party because of the way you look. So for anyone that says they ever had a problem with me, bring them to the table. Bring them to the table and let's have a conversation. But what you'll find is, we'll speak about this woman when she can't see us. We'll make comments, but we're the type of people that say, let's have a conversation. And when you find out that they're wrong, will you then speak up loudly for me as you speak up for them? I absolutely, absolutely. would. But
7: Sister Monique and Brother you i not asking you a question. Let's just talk numbers. If you put your numbers up against the Amy Schumer's, the Chris Rock's, the Dave Chappelle's, and I'm talking about uh, selling out arenas all over the world, how can you justify getting a
13: huge payday like that? When you're saying that you're going to offer her 126 of what Amy Schumer got, and you're referring to Monique as a legend, and you're seeing her performance, and you see... The, the uh, people standing up for her at the end of the show. Have you read the reviews to the Netflix special for Amy Schumer? I don't think Amy's funny. You don't got You don't got Amy got me blocked on well, Twitter because well, well, I don't well, think well, she's funny. Point, you don't, don't got to tell me on See, that.
5: This yeah, <laughs> right. is the part, Daddy, and we, we got to wrap up the show. But, but, but Amy this, did sell out this, 50 arenas around the world, so, including MSG a few times.
7: So, she had an HBO special that did great, and this was all in 2016. Here's here's
5: what Brother Leonard is saying. Let this year. Another show comes and they become number one and not the Breakfast Club. And then let a host come in here that's been doing it for maybe five years less than you. And then they get paid 26 times more than you. Then you come back and have a conversation with us. right. all. Right. That, that's all. Because what happens is when you sit here and you say, make it make sense. Well, we don't have to. Because no, again, no,
7: we, uh, and, and no uh, you do have to make it make well, sense, especially if you're calling on people we, to boycott we, Netflix and you're made using it. things like we've racism it and sense. gender
13: bias. Because we're saying here's the resumes, guys. In and, conjunction with that, the only thing we're saying is if hypothetically speaking it wasn't thirteen million, Charlemagne, what we're, we're saying is how come there's not they're saying to the community that it's not one black woman that is a veteran comedian out there today that is worth a seven figure number.
7: So what would have been a respectable number for Miss Monique? <laughs> I don't
13: want to know. I, I, Here's the let thing. Let me let me give you a respectable number for Monique. Something that would supersede what she would have made in 2 years and Got at you. the very least what she would have made 2 years to be able to take the two years off that they're contractually asking her to do to not be able to tell jokes. You would not take a deal because they're going to give you a lump sum of cash that's going to castrate you out of three-fourths of your income. Do you understand what I'm saying?
10: So if the deal didn't include the two years and didn't have that you couldn't tell jokes if
5: I would have taken a deal for $500,000, Angela, mm-hmm. what position would that have put at the babies that's coming after me? No, the
1: deal is foul. The deal is absolutely positively foul. Nobody says the deal is right, but, you know, they know... Monique's reputation as far as what people are rumored to say, right? I don't even know if that they, matters. To yeah, it does matter. They know it that, pays, they it know that pays other the networks pl- pays are not necessarily giving her the money or giving her less. They know mm-hmm. what it is. So why would I give, as a business person, some an obscene number when I know she can't get it anywhere else? It, it's foul,
5: but it's business. But if you're saying, Monique, it is foul, it and is you foul. are right, so if we know it's right, and we know it's foul, then what do we do? We do it See, on our own. That's just like talking to Steve Harvey. And brother Steve Harvey says, Mo, I know you're right. And I know you're not lying. But could you have done it another way? No, you don't well, have to do it another way. What's the suggestion? What's the other I way? Do right. I don't want you to do it we, any other way. We do do, it on, we do do it on our own, but we still got to speak up.
7: I think the problem started with you coming out comparing yourself to Chris Rock. Dave Chappelle, and why? And, sh- and, 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 she, and she, well, here's the
5: thing. I think
7: because 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 there's no way that you can justify getting that amount of money that they got. Now, should you have gotten more than five hundred thousand? Yes, and I've said that from okay. day one. Well, here's
5: what I'll say, brother. No, that's not what and, y'all were saying. You know, what
7: y'all were saying was y'all should have got the same amount you know that what? Chris Rock, Chappelle, and Amy Schumer got. Let me let, that let is me answer not that. What we said.
5: Let me answer that, Daddy. What I said was, if I'm considered a legend like my brothers, then why wouldn't I get what legends get? Because of That is exactly res- what. I said
7: because their resume recently is okay. better. You can just so prove it on paper. We're,
5: we're gonna listen, Leonard. We're gonna let you hold on to that.
1: When he gets to go to. But okay. what I
5: will say to you is, and to all the black women and women of color that is listening, when you hear this brother's voice come over the air, and I'm unapologetic about what I'm getting ready to say, he does not have a value on black women and women of color. How can you say I am ta- say that but you said 10 years ago. I'm going to tell you, you. I held the door for I'm you. I'm going to tell you Don't why. You think that's contradictory? I'm, I'm going to tell you why I said it because what happens is when you leave a place called Monk Monk's Corner Monk's Corner yes. South Carolina and you come to a big city named New York and then you change your name to Shalomon i was me in Monk's Corner, Miss Monique. Well, when you were there you become Shalomon the god. Now, I don't know if you took the same principles that your mama and your grandmama gave you in Monk's Corner and you brought it to Manhattan, New York. Because the brother I did meet on that elevator, I meant a brother that was full of principle. And I meant a brother who would not call a, a sister a donkey of a day. Donkey unless of a day is a segment knew, that happens every unless day. Unless he knew all the information and he could back up his statements. But as we sit here and we did this interview, you begin to ask questions that you should have asked before you make the statement. So what I'm I have is... I'm asking you the is, questions, but y'all really don't have any answers. What y'all I have still have is, not
7: justified why you feel like you should have gotten that money and y'all backtracked is, and said you don't think she should have got that. We're not backtracking. No, we're not it. saying that. We're, not well, just we're saying that.
5: And here's the thing, Daddy. And neither one of y'all the There will on be the some page. brothers and sisters that get it the way that they get it and we get it the way that we get it and it's not an argument. I respect your decision. I respect your opinion. No, no. Because you're entitled
1: to it. Okay, well, thank you for joining us. We Thank you, you, Monique, for We coming. appreciate you, Miss Monique. When we come back, we have donkey of the day, so don't go anywhere. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
8: you
13: You donkey You are a donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, huh? I'm gonna fatten all that shit around your eyes.
8: They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap
5: them gloves. Let's go. They have to make a judgment <laughs> of who was going to be on the Donkey of the Day. They chose you. It's
7: yes. a breakfast club, bitchy. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Yes, Donkey of the Day goes to a young man named Fontrell Antonio Bates. Okay, he's 31 years old and resides in Los Angeles via Memphis, and he's a rapper. A rapper that I never heard of until this weekend. And if the first time you are hearing about a person is because they are receiving Donkey of the Day, just know that probably is never a good thing. Now, his rap name is Nuke Bizzle. Ring any bells for you, Envy? No. Anybody out there bumping that new Nick Nuke Bizzle drum that's hot in your parts? Never heard of him. Okay, okay. Uh, Well, Nuke Bizzle, ladies and gentlemen, is just the latest in a long line of people who are going to jail for unemployment fraud this year. Now, I know we've been keeping track of all the COVID-19 cases in America this year, but we also need to be keeping track of all the unemployment fraud cases that have been happening. Okay, see, this is what I don't understand about the folks that are defrauding uh, people under the CARES Act. Y'all do realize what y'all doing is a crime, right? This is not the blessing you've been praying for, all right? You know how we say everything happens for a reason? Very true. But sometimes that reason is simply because you made a poor choice. And Nuke Bizzle absolutely made a poor choice. A couple poor choices. See, Nuke Bizzle was arrested after applying for more than $1.2 million in jobless benefits and using stolen identities in a scheme to fraudulently obtain unemployment insurance benefits. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I have to applaud this man for aiming high. Give him a little round of applause, just a little bit. That's it. Stop, 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 okay? Mm-mm-mm. See, here's the thing. Uh, all of you who have participated in unemployment fraud, you're going to jail, okay? Doesn't matter if you got $1 or 10000 they coming for you, I'm telling you. Doesn't matter if you got that money and bought a Bentley or got that money and bought a single-wide trailer, you're going to jail. They coming to lock your ass up at some point. So if you're going to take a penitentiary chance, you might as well shoot for the moon. And that's what Nuke Bizzle did with this $1.2 million that he applied for. Now, Nuke Bizzle couldn't just be content with getting this money. No! Not in this era, okay? In this era, the crime isn't official until you get on social media and alert the feds about it. Okay? FBI stands for Facebook, Instagram. And because of you fools, y'all, y'all need for digital validation. Because of you fools' incessant desire for likes and retweets, y'all make the feds' job so so easy okay but it wasn't just social media and the internet that got nuke bizzle jammed up see nuke bizzle as i told y'all is a rapper i repeat nuke bizzle is a rapper. Let's go to CBS LA for the report, please.
11: The Department of Justice says a rapper who bragged in a music video about getting rich from an unemployment scam is now facing federal charges. According to a criminal complaint, 31-year-old Fontrell Antonio Baines exploited the pandemic unemployment assistance provision of the federal coronavirus act. He applied for more than $1.2 million in jobless benefits. Federal officials say right now he lives in Hollywood Hills And in a video, he bragged he's going to get stacks of these while holding up envelopes from EDD. A second man in the video raps, (laughs) quote, You gotta sell cocaine, I just file a claim. If convicted, Baines faces up to 22 years in federal prison. Uh,
10: Those are some bars. Yes! What?
7: (laughs) God and Aaron Magruder have the same sense of humor. This is why we need the boondocks back. But I often wonder if the boondocks... Uh, well, when the boondocks comes back, how would they compete when the most absurd things that usually are reserved for storylines on the boondocks are actually happening in real life? Okay, this guy, Nuke Bizzle, applied for $1.2 million in unemployment benefits, blatant unemployment fraud, and then turned around and made a song about it. Yes, yeah, a song called EDD, Nuke Bizzle, featuring Fat Wither. Would you like to hear
14: it? Here we yes. go.
9: I ain't got rich, I'm a EDD, rich, I'm a EDD. ain't hit no more list of EDD hey. And just last night I was selling me hey. And I just woke up to 300 G hey. Close it 60K off
8: a of SBA It's time to buy like the NBA 10 cars on swapping, 10K a day Calling the bills to the CPA You gotta sell cocaine I can defile a claim Rats coming straight to the bank I'm doing shit too, K Buggy no smarter, you ain't EDD scale, that's thing that you heard about I be so happy to certify mm. Get on that laptop, I'm working out mm. I'm 25 clients in for hours my life and I got email and get a Damn, yeah. than
10: now I kinda like this song. I like
1: that too. I told I saw, I like that song. Yeah.
10: I kinda like the song. Yeah, that's
1: the problem. <laughs>
10: grown <laughs> ass, grown ass
7: grown ass adults who know better saying that E-D-D. they like songs like this it's no they longer erectile powerful dysfunction at work here what you say uncle ruckus There is powerful goodry at work here. one more time uncle ruckus for the people in the back There is powerful powerful Dre at work here kids i'm so sorry i am so sorry kids i'm so sorry that we made y'all believe you really had to be living the things you rapped about i i wish more rappers told y'all that they was just performing and they was just trying to make some money all right, there was a period in my life where I really wanted and loved when my rappers were doing the things they were talking about. But that was ignorant of me. Okay, if rappers actually did just 30%, just 30% of what they rapped about doing, they would all be in prison or dead. Okay, this new generation didn't get the memo that majority of these rappers was all cat. Now they're busy trying to lead two lives, trying to serve two masters. They want to rap and live a life of crime. And when you try to do both, you end up like Nuke Bizzle, okay? Facing three federal charges, and if convicted of all these charges, uh, Baines, Nuke Bizzle will face a statutory maximum sentence of 22 years in federal prison. Y'all still
10: like the song? song? It's is, a good song. song is poppin'. Okay. okay. we don't play. have nothing to do with it. Song is good or not. Nuke Bizzle.
1: We not going to play Guess What Race This is... Please let Remy Ma give Nuke Bizzle
7: the biggest he haw -haw,
12: Hee-haw, hee-haw. You stupid mother Are you dumb. Are they white? I have
7: one question. Hmm? Where is Fat Wizard? If Fat Wizard was featured on this
10: song, did Fat Wizard get Are you
7: trying to get someone else arrested? Inquiring minds. well, Oh, I'm trying to get them arrested? Forget the song that's got over a million views <laughs> on YouTube. And forget the $1.2 million in, uh, in, in, in unemployment fraud that they tried to get. I'm trying to get them arrested.
9: I think got rich off an Hey.
7: Hey. I rich off of ED. I... hey. an <laughs> <Hey. laughs> of EDD. All right, <laughs> n****s.
1: There is powerful niggery <laughs> l- at work, All mm-hmm. All right. All right, well, thank you for that donkey of the day. hmm How'd you get this on? Can you send it to me? Where well, is Fat Wizard though? Seriously. I don't know where Fat Wizard is. <laughs> He's getting low right <laughs> Fat now. Fat Wizard, know. you
7: got anything you want to say? <laughs>
1: <laughs> My goodness. All right. Thank you for that, sir. Fat
7: Wizard don't pop up now. Talking about they was talking about you on the Breakfast Club. Now you get low. Stay low. Delete all your social media pages and everything. That's okay? right.
1: All right, we got more coming up next. We're the Breakfast Club.
0: Come on. Relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice? Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep it
1: real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Yo, this Cookie. Cookie! <laughs> cookie from out of Florida, Broward County. I know you're talking
12: about us, Charlamagne. <laughs> I don't
1: know what you're talking about. What's up, All Cookie? All right, Cookie, what's good? What's your question for Yeezy?
12: Okay, my question is um me and my husband we rap like we spit bars like we really got bars, man but mm-hmm. we, we we up there in age we've been spitting for a long time we 32 and we just wondering if we should keep trying.
10: Uh, are you any good? You want to hear me? I got yeah, bars. go ahead, let's hear it let's hear something cookie. All
12: right, you get see double op Nah, you don't know me. Yeah, you may see me, but you can never be me. And you can never beat me in a hip-hop battle. Soon as you see me, full, better skedaddle. Survive with the paddle, I swim through the river. Meaning I can make it through whatever like the... I'm a McQuilpa eight time I speak rhymes. Get your man on my hands. Cookie black is the time. yo I, change, man.
7: Yo, I love anymore. the comedy rap, yo. You really made me laugh. The comedy is, rap is dope. This is Ask Ye. Yee, what do you think?
10: So Cookie, a couple things here. Have you made yeah. any type of progress with your career as a rapper? Um, I performed
12: a couple places. I mean I I um performed at the Hard Rock a while ago. It was big. Well, at the time I was working there, but we we did like an employee talent (laughs) show and I won both times. I won both times though. I performed at a few places, you know, locally and stuff like that. So it's like.
10: Now, keep it real, Cookie. uh, Have you been going really, really hard to pursue your dream? Been trying,
12: yes. Um, You know, get knocked down a couple times. You know, we went to an event in Orlando. And it was like, oh, you know, people not really check for older rappers right now. I'm like, yo, but I've been doing this for so long. And it just so happened that some opportunities are coming out right now, you know, where you can, you know, this
10: artist showcase and this artist showcase. And um, uh, have you been recording music in the studio anywhere, though? Yes. Yeah, you can go on the Instagram at grew entertainment LLC. Man, just tell her um, she
7: sucks and to get a job. I just want to say God I don't
10: damn. I don't think that being in your 30s is a reason to not pursue your career as far as being an artist if you're really great at it and if you go really hard at it. You know what I'm saying? I think sometimes people want things to happen and they do a showcase here and there, but they're not going super hard cuz people who really want to be in this industry have to really live, breathe, eat, sleep it like do everything they can. <sighs> to make it happen. So that's why I was asking you, are you doing everything that you can? Have you been going really hard or is this something that you've been doing kind of, you know, here and there, but not really pursuing? Yeah, I've been trying to go hard. I really have been trying to, of
12: course, you know, with my age, um, you know, I eventually had children and stuff like that, but um, I still, I'm, I think I'm still got bars. I'm still ready to put in the work. I'm not telling me and saying I suck. No, I don't suck, man.
7: You do learn a trade, you know what I'm saying? Do you have a job?
12: Yeah, I got it There
7: you go. Get another one. Work, well, baby. I just
10: don't want you to use age as an excuse. We know an artist right now that's putting out his first ever album. He's in his 40s. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think that's ever. He's good.
7: Exactly. Steven, <laughs> the white man in the room, said, but he's good because you're talking about Jay Electronica. So yeah, he's w- good.
10: So what I'm saying is... Oh, so you're saying I'm not good? Oh, my That's
7: God. That's what you've been saying for the Never last mind. seven minutes, I'm, mama. I'm clocking out of this conversation. Never mind. All
10: right, well, listen, give oh, everybody man. your Instagram. Everybody is going to weigh in and go and look at your music that you have posted and let you know what they think. This is a great opportunity for you to get some feedback.
7: That's right. Give them your Instagram so people can yeah. go tell you the truth.
12: Oh, man, I'm hurt,
10: Charlamagne. What uh, is it? Groot Entertainment, G-R-E-W Entertainment,
12: L-L-C, man. I love you, though. I love y'all. I listen to you every morning. I'm
10: hurt right now, though, Charlemagne, but it's okay. Well, I don't think you can judge it just based off of that. So
1: yeah, Charlamagne ain't yes, no music. So, you know, he, he hasn't heard no music. He just heard a... So, what'd you think so of that freestyle you just heard from her, Instagram, Envy? Huh? What'd it? you think of what you go just to heard to from YouTube. her? I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> y'all are so <laughs> full of, <laughs> of shit. Thank you, man. Yo, I was
7: boy. listening. Y'all are so full of and that's looking. why she's going to waste her time for the next three, four years
1: trying to rap. She could have just
10: had a day, an off day. Okay, sure. Cookie the Black Widow. Whoa. All right. Okay. Uh. Okay, let's keep it going. Ask Yee,
1: 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: Get some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee.
1: Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Uh, we're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hello, it's Misty. Misty? Yes. Hey, what's your question for Yee? Okay, so
15: my question was, like, what am I supposed to do if, like, my boyfriend keeps sneaking to watch porn? I don't have a problem with him watching it. It's just getting weird that he's sneaking to watch it. Mm
10: -hmm. Because he doesn't know whether or not you have a problem with it. Did you tell him, like, I know you're watching porn. It's fine. I mean, we've had the discussion about it. Like, I asked
15: him, like, if we have a problem with sex or something. But he's like, no, we don't have a problem with sex or anything. And it's like I'm being open-minded about stuff. But I don't know. He keeps asking for, like, threesomes and stuff like that or whatever, too.
10: Well. Yeah. uh, And you you don't want to do a threesome or you do? are you open to it? I'm...
15: Okay with it, I guess. I've never done it. So,
10: well, obviously, that's not going to happen anytime soon because we are all quarantined and, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> that's a whole nother story. But first of all, maybe part of the fun for him watching porn is him sneaking to do it.
15: That's weird. Is that not strange or like, is that normal?
1: How'd you catch I him? Think, I'm just curious. How'd you catch him?
15: Okay, we were supposed to have sex or whatever, but then I fell asleep. But then when I woke up, I'm like, okay, maybe I should go back to sleep because you almost finished.
1: So, <laughs> oh, when you when you woke up and you seen him on the computer.
10: He was sitting there watching porn. He was on his phone and it was on mute. That's the weirdest thing to me. Like, like he he was right beside He didn't want to wake you up.
15: I'm okay with him waking me up, though.
10: Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't know that. Did you tell him, next time, wake me up, I'm, you know, I'm fine.
15: That I don't know. I just kind of like got up and went to the bathroom because I'm like, this is weird. This is the second time I
12: caught him doing
10: this. And I don't You know what? It sounds like y'all just need to have a conversation because you're not saying anything to him. And then he's not saying anything to you about it. And then now you do think it's weird. So he probably can sense that you think it's weird. So it's kind of like a lack of communication is what's causing you guys to not come together on this when you could just simply wake up and be like, oh, you watching porn? What you watching? Let me see.
15: Okay, I guess.
10: And you know uh, what can be fun sometimes go. if you don't mind doing this is watching porn together. I
15: mean, like, I'm not as experienced as he is sexually. And, like, recently he got me, like, this toy thing. And I'm just, like, I'm not okay with the electronics down there. Because, like, robot or
10: whatever. So it's, like, I don't know. Well, maybe he is nervous to bring things up to you because he doesn't want you to think that he's weird.
15: okay. I don't know. I'll try to have that conversation, I guess. just I don't know.
10: <laughs> and I see it feels like you want to be more open minded about things and that. But you're right now you're not in that place. Like you're uncertain about a lot of things. Like you said, you're not as experienced as he is. So you take it slow. And I always tell people, don't do anything that you're not comfortable with. So if you truly yeah. are not comfortable with something, don't do it and let him know that you're not comfortable. And if there are things that you want to try, don't be ashamed to try them. So those are the two things that I would say when it comes to experimenting in the bedroom.
15: Okay, because, like, I really like them. Um, I've tried to have a part of this conversation before, and then it went into this whole spiral conversation about, like, insecurities and all this extra junk. And I'm just like, what the f- is going on?
10: Yeah, you never do something just to please the other person if you're not comfortable Mm -hmm. with it because that does cause resentment sometimes and then that does tend to spiral out of control. But if in your mind you're like, hmm, I would like to try this, then you should try it. It's just... And remember, it's completely up to you. It's fine for you to not want to do a threesome. It's fine for you to not want to use that toy if you don't feel like it. But it's also fine for you to say, okay, I'm down to experiment. Don't worry about other people's judgments of you. It's your body, your choice to do whatever you want.
15: And even with those things, like whenever I gave him the stuff I wanted to try, he just kept calling me like a freak or whatever. And then I'm like, Okay, maybe I shouldn't tell him the stuff that I'm into if he thinks it's too outrageous. But then it's well, like are what are you so What are you into? Yeah,
10: Emmy wants to know, what are you into? Just curious.
15: Oh gosh. Okay. So I kinda like the whole dumb submissive thing, like if we can switch roles and stuff. And okay. he's not okay with a lot of it and I guess I grew up on the pill side of life. But mm-hmm. I was kind of trying to see if he would be okay with like you know
10: some pegging, probably.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, you go okay now? Ball. Pegging
10: is yeah. Pegging might be a little no, serious. That's, that's not light. No, you, that's not that. not light.
15: No, you want to put him on a leash no, too? We had that cover. I mean, he put me on a leash before.
10: Mm-hmm. Okay. So I would much rather be a on a leash than
7: get a pegging ass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, now, get, I'll take the leash. I'll, I'll take the leash for five hundred, Alex.
15: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
10: What I would recommend, Missy, though, is before you go straight to the pegging, have you ever put a finger in there? Yes, that's the thing. Got it by him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So oh so, he, so maybe that's something you guys will graduate to eventually. Yeah, but that's my
15: thing, though. Like, if he brings up the butt play, but then gets weird when we'll be are <laughs>
10: talking about it, I'm just like, hmm
15: what's going on what?
10: You know what? And Missy, I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of times guys like to do things but they don't like to discuss the things they like to do because they feel like it's weird. So you have to kind of just do it without discussing
1: it. Don't rape that man, but don't just do it. No, not
10: that, but like you can feel it out and start doing something and he might like it but he doesn't want to discuss that he liked it. So, obviously, if he doesn't want to do it, he'll let you know he doesn't want to do it. But if you just approach it and bring it and he'll be like, hey, let's go in the heat of the moment and he's with it, then there you go. But sometimes having that discussion makes people feel a little weird.
15: Okay, I'm going to have the whole, um, like... Off conversation. I don't want to have it like first time at breakfast or whatever, but I'm trying Mm -hmm. to see how I can bring it up during the day or whatever because I'm just like, yo, I'm okay with you waking me up for sex. You've done it before. Like, well, he didn't wake me up for sex, but like a (laughs) year or whatever. So it's just like, you know,
10: I feel like you guys will be fine. This is a great time (laughs) to have these discussions while y'all are in the house (laughs) together. He ain't got nowhere else to go.
7: We got to get this quarantine over because y'all bored as hell. Tell, tell, him, tell him he's shook and ain't no such thing as half-ass crooks. And by that, tell him stop letting, wow. letting you put half your finger in ass and tell him you want all or nothing. All right? Tell him grow up.
15: <laughs> Definitely. Thank you, guys. All right, Misty. Good luck.
10: It's funny don't what y'all like to weigh in on. on.
7: If you do stuff like that, you can't even. You, please don't give the young man no nicknames either, though. You be hitting him and you're talking about your, your Peg the stallion. You can't call a
1: grown man Peg a stallion. What? All right, ask ye, 800 585 1051. If keep it locked, this the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy.
10: Hey, I'm Angela Yee. And I go
7: by the name of Charlemagne the God, and we just want to say happy holidays from all three of
0: us.
10: All three of y'all.
0: The Breakfast Club.
8: Baby.
0: Baby. It's we that took time, the- time again. Ask Charlemagne and DJ Envy anything. Pick it up, pick it up, pick, pick it, it up. up. It's time to ask CNE.
1: Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's time for Ask C and E. Now, Angela Yee is on vacation, so uh, Ask C and E. All right, if you got relationship advice questions or you just have questions about life in general, we can help you. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Anonymous from Detroit, Michigan. Anonymous from the D. All right, brother, what's, what's your question for C and E? Okay, I, I've been dating a... Uh...
16: A Spanish woman, I'm actually African American, and she has been working with me, but she switched shifts after we dated for two years and knew each other for three and went to morning shift. I'm on night shift. Now, she found a friend that's actually her race probably like three months ago. They went out of town, spent the weekend, had a great time. We still talk every day. She initiates the text. She texts me. She called me one night crying. Her stomach was hurting. She still relies on me, but she don't want to see me outside of work. So is there any chance I could get her back? Well, I'm just waiting for him to mess up.
7: Well, first mm-hmm. of all, you said that uh, she's
16: of another race. So I'm, uh, you're black, right? I'm black. She's Spanish. I'm the second yeah. guy she ever been with and the first black guy she ever been with besides her husband. Okay. You said he, husband, yeah, okay. okay. She said husband. Yeah. She I'm said Yeah. She said I wasted her time because of her culture. They date for three or four months and they get married. We dated for two years and nothing happened.
7: Mm. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I'm all for black and brown relations um, but uh, my advice to you is get you a black woman. You know what I'm saying? Get you a queen. You know, uh, you know, you did the Spanish thing. Uh, it didn't work out, clearly. You mm-hmm. know, she's moved on. Um, I think it's time for you to move on too. Get you a sister. That's what
1: now, I, mean. I would say I would say find somebody that you love. Obviously, you have feelings for her, and you know, why didn't you marry her? Why why didn't you just say, "You know what? This is something I want to do." Because well, not I'm not attracted, to black, women. I'm not to, attracted to
16: black women as far as like marriage, but I I do have black uh, women as friends. Bye, bye,
7: uh, bye. bye. Hang I, up. I don't wanna talk I don't wanna talk to them no more. I don't wanna talk to you. I don't wanna talk to you. I don't wanna talk to you. I don't wanna talk to you anymore. Goodness so you gracious. tell me you're not attracted to black women, you know what I'm saying like black women are not good enough to marry what, what color is your mama? You know what I'm saying? Like, what kind of household do you come from? I guess I could have asked him those questions, but I don't care. I don't care to have the conversation. Yeah, I, w- I wanted, Sorry, I wanted to know, mind. I
1: wanted to know why, why, like, why, why was it deeply rooted? It, like, his I mother's black. Care. Like, what's the problem? Like, he doesn't have sisters, grandmas, aunts, none of that. I don't,
7: I, I don't care for these self-hating Negroes. All I, don't right, let's I don't go to don't don't line. black women. I don't care. I don't care for black women to marry them. Like, get the f and beat it.
1: Bye. Hello, who's this? Yo, what up? This is T. What's happening, man? What's up, brother? What's your question for CNE? man so
14: check this out right so um me and my baby mama you know what I'm saying the mother my child beautiful woman as a man you know what i'm saying uh we all make mistakes um oh boy. you know back mm-hmm. in 20 back, back in 2017 you know i made a mistake that you know cost me you know a lot of the mistrust that she's happened over the past three years um but you know as a man you know when you love somebody you're gonna do what you gotta do to make things work out right well uh you know, I've been doing that, you know, uh, just kind of, you know, doing the, you know, the romantic things that a man should do. you know, buy her nice purses, take her out to nice dinners, do things like that. But you know, Michael calls, hey, show, no, no, my, no, Michael calls, my brother. It's more like Gucci. It's more like, okay. Me. Okay. They um, racist, but go on. You know I'm saying so, so, you know, what I'm saying so, you know, I handle my business, you know, what I'm saying, but you know, something kind of, something kind of happened, you know, when 2020 happened, I, I guess like for everybody, you know, mm-hmm. kind of things kind of like just turned for the worse, you know, uh. You know, I came home one day from work and the door locks was changed. And uh, I thought that was mad weird. And I was like, yo, you know, the door lock has changed. Like, this. something wrong? Like, do you need to talk about something? And she basically was, like, acting, like, real, like, nonchalant, like, she don't know what I'm talking about.
7: Yo, King, um, so, get to the point, King. Life's too short for this phone call.
14: So what happened, brother? Is thats is that I'm still paying for her rent while we're not together no more, right? And it's to the point where I feel like it's it's. It's in my best interest to move on, but I really love her. I bought a ring. I wanted to propose to her. We have two kids together. We're trying to make it work, but it seems like everything that I do when it comes to paying her bills, doing all of these nice things, it
1: ain't really adding up. All right, all right let, me, let me tell you. First of all, that's, that's your first mistake. All right? You can't buy somebody's love. You can't buy somebody's trust, and that's what you seem like you're trying to do. You, you're throwing money in there. You're buying bags. You're buying shoes. You probably said this in an argument. Well, I'm buying you everything you want. That doesn't work. To really right. get back into into her good graces, you have to prove that you're not that person anymore. It's not a matter about buying anything. It's not about buying shoes or buying bags or taking her out to dinner. It's it's redating and reestablishing that trust. Like the little things, like you know, have conversations. Open up your phone to her. Tell her, hey, look, this is my phone code. I would you know I would never jeopardize my relationship anymore. Let her let her start having that trust in you. Does she have your code for your phone? Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, those are the things that you need to do. Make sure she has the code to your Instagram. Let her know. Let her be comfortable with you going out and and feeling like I would never do this. If you go out with your boys, hey, baby, you want to come with me? Like, make her feel comfortable that, look, I'm not that person anymore. I made a mistake. I apologize. I'm sorry. I'll do anything that I have to do to make sure that that you can start trusting me again. But it's not going to start with you trying to buy love. Because when you try to buy love, exactly what happens is she realizes that you're doing it. She keeps accepting it and just using you for that. And you know, she's so still if, not if
14: point, what if it's to the point Whatever if to the point where you are doing all of that, but um it's to the point where it's like, you know, there's really no no romantic you know, romanticism in the whole situation. Man, you know, she don't kind of trust you because you
7: a cheater, bro. She yes. don't trust you cause you a cheater. <laughs> you, you put yourself joke. in that position. Okay, so the best apology is change behavior. So she'll grow trust for you when you show her that you ain't cheating no more. And there you go. I understand what Envy's talking about, but F all that. Buyer everything too. So change your behavior and ball out. All right?
1: You gotta do you know, both. It's crazy, it's, it's crazy. though. That happened in 2017. It's 2020, like. And that's the problem know. too. What you gotta recognize. Because you're still is you cheating. Can't, you can't tell somebody how to how to feel. Like a lot of guys he's, they say, like, I ain't cheating a year. That doesn't mean she don't feel that, bro. He's still, he's still cheating. Feeling. You're still cheating no tell the truth ain't listen no tell the truth
7: between us tell no the way. truth my brother tell the Man, truth I bought, Don't lie. I, bought,
14: I bought a ring I bought a ring my brother so you know that so, that's so uh, I ain't
7: ask that. you that have you cheated since you cheated absolutely not <laughs> promise to God absolutely not promise to God all right good because God know if you're lying that's, and if you're lying yeah, he's not gonna bless you with what you that's want a, that's the and, problem
14: that's the problem that I'm be, having right now is that it's the fact that I'm working my ass off of it I ain't you know I give her an inch and she's trying to take a mile
1: well that's going to give her that mile Yes, cause the, same you way, did.
7: the same way you took that poom poom from another woman, your man should be able to take that mile. So give her that mile and be Absolutely. willing to go the extra mile for her, okay? Change your behavior right. and ball out.
1: But before you right. ball out, you have to get to the side where you understand what you did wrong and apologize. You just can't ball out because it'll be for nothing. Then when you get to that where's point, the, what's, what's the then the, you the, ball out. The
14: point where is it, where's the point where enough is enough? If I'm doing all of that and I don't get bro, you cheated, to see it, bro. bro you decided, cheated. So wrong. You ain't, ain't no time limit. Ain't no time limit When told. she
1: can get bro, over it. You did what's wrong. You can't say, okay, well, I did She's do this still for grieving. A yes.
7: You think you just can have unprotected sex with a girl three years ago and then come back to her and yeah, think yeah, she's just going to get up, over it? She don't trust you. It's your fault. Okay?
16: Fact,
1: Like Balik Yoba said Step up. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed day, bro. Good luck. <laughs> Ask c 585 1051 So don't move, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, leave us on a positive note.
7: Hey, listen, man, my positive note is simply this. Uh, people demand freedom of speech as a compensation for the freedom of thought, which they seldom use. The Breakfast Club.